Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 201, I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wengate. And this week, we've got the second episode of Marvel's What If? And it's sadly Chadwick Boseman's last MCU performance. Jonathan Hickman officially exits the monthly X-Books. Dun, 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 dun. The Trial of Magneto is finally here. Plus, there's a shit ton of other comics. Uh, as almost always, Clark's got something. And we have a memo here that says we should probably watch out. Uh, and we take a trip back down to the trailer park to see that gorgeous new Eternals trailer and a sneak peek of Star Wars Visions. We'll, of course, finish with a question from our mail fag. Okay. <laughs> Mailbag, mail fag. But first, a little housekeeping. Uh, be sure to check out our latest installment of your favorite talking whores, Vicky and Kiana, talking mores, on our Instagram and uh, at uh, Home Superior Podcast. And we've also got a timely new Bar Sinister cocktail called the Magneto. I'm quite proud of it. It's very good. Uh-uh. And it, it was like one of the first cocktails I made for Bar Sinister. Yeah. And I've waited for so long to release it. You asked like Exactly. Yeah. Brett asked every week, is the Trial of Magneto here? Is Trial of Magneto here? Is Trial of Magneto here? Like, no. Even before it was announced. Yeah. Before yeah. Wanda was killed. I mean, before that, we even knew. that photo was burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's available now on Instagram. Uh, did Magneto murder his daughter? We'll find out later. All right, let's move on to What If. Uh, it's episode two. Adam, do you want to take it away? I sure do. This is What If T'Challa Became a Star-Lord. In the second episode of What If, we find an alternate universe centered on the MCU plots of Star-Lord, with T'Challa getting misidentified as the son of Ego, leading the future king of Wakanda picking up a Ravager license instead. Fast forward 20 years later, and T'Challa leads a ragtag group including Yandu, Korath, Nebula, Thanos, James Gunn's brother, and Taserface on a heist against the Collector and the Black Order for control of the Embers of Genesis, a MacGuffin mostly that's the opposite of Thanos' Infinity War plan. Explosions, giant plants, father-daughter trauma, and a Drax that isn't even David Batista round out the episode. What'd you all think? I really enjoyed it. I mean, I definitely got a little teary-eyed knowing it was Chadwick's uh, last... Um last performance in the MCU. But uh, again, I'm eating crow because I was not sure about the animation and good God, uh, I think that is the animation has been the best part of both episodes that have come out. Um, I liked a lot of the swerves. Uh, it definitely felt less like um, a movie that already exists in the MCU, like last week's did about uh, Captain Carter, where it was just a diversion of uh, the first Avenger. This felt like it's a little bit more of its own thing, even though there were a lot of Easter eggs that we'll get into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i okay with the animation I think it's well done but this episode really made it feel like all the characters were from Archer like especially as uh, what's Zorath for the guy who's Korath, Korath. Korath uh, yeah. just that this maybe it's the same uh, it's like that similar fast paced uh, comedic energy like should I be bowing whatever that reminds me so much of Archer but the eye shape as well was mm. just so evocative of that show that hmm. I felt like really taken out of it for a lot of the portion of it. I was a little bit let down by this episode because I thought it started out with an interesting premise that like, okay, let's see how we answer the question of nature versus nurture in the MCU. And I thought it was going to be, you know, about like T'Challa becoming the black Panther is in part a story of, you know, the fatherhood that he experienced and the culture he was grown, he was raised in. And this story said, the story asked, it, is, is it nature? Is it nurture? 
And then it just didn't pick on anything. It didn't try and make any argument either way. People were just changed as a result of of T'Challa rather than us actually seeing change occur. I... I hear what you're saying. I what I liked about it was that him becoming Star Lord immediately made this universe better. Like normally, when we see like what if stories, it's just generally the divergence is uh, you end up in cataclysm. You end up in like everything just going to shit. Yeah. Last week didn't have that, but I'm talking about the comics versions of what if. And so like he his uh, not only his charisma but his presence just made the universe a little bit of a better place. And then. But, like, the, the tease at the end, which we'll get into, is that, oh, God, like, there's actually some bad shit that could happen with the big bad from the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Don't you think, though, that the degree to which he made the universe better is almost comically large? Like, it's a Chuck Norris joke on, oh, well, he do- he did this, and then he saved all these people, and then he stopped Thanos by convincing him in an argument, it gets to I a certain point that. where it's like, yeah, I, I like the idea of the positivity of it. But, but that's but, just Chadwick. That wasn't even basically. Yeah. 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 Would, would I believe that? Yes, yeah. I would. Yeah. In regards to that, I did. I got a little embarrassed just because it kept being like that. It just felt like a big wank fest for the character because mm-hmm. he like he could do everything. He did this, he did that, save the world, save this, that planet, da 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 da. And I'm like. Uh, it was like a. Di- it really did feel like a Disney movie to me, especially like probably the first like ten minutes. It all felt like I was watching almost like the Emperor's New. For some reason, the animation style like felt a slightly different this time versus the one last time, and I still liked it a lot. But I was like, some of the action, the comedic effects, obviously Korath as a character, um, everything felt a lot more like I was like watching a Disney movie, which was yeah. totally fine. I like once I got myself in that mindset, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, but you know, I, you had to have just accept the universe, yeah. this alternate universe where like things just kind of like worked out and right. it wasn't like, it felt like the opposite of it's a wonderful life mm-hmm. where like, uh, in the movie, like, you know, the main character is pulled out and like, he gets to see how bad life would be if he wasn't in it. Right. And now we get to see how better life would be if, uh, if T'Challa was Star-Lord and like, that's a nice refreshing change yeah. of pace. Yeah. The positivity was like good for me i would agree that i think just like last week you were saying like i don't think they're delving in the what if concepts bring up really good like i think not moral but like moral ethical just general conversation pieces and philosophies and it's like a 30 minute like what i still believe to be mostly a kid show that they're like we're not going to solve anything to bring up The, the one exception i would say would be nebula yes that we because we have so much of her history of like just suffering and abuse and that she she seems so different uh, absent that. Yeah, she's got hair. Yeah, uh, <laughs> New hair. I, I will say that this just, it, it was nice to see some of the stuff that they never could really do with the normal Guardians of the Galaxy. I think the Collector has always been someone that has been top of mind for people and like, what could he do mm-hmm. with all this potential? Yeah. I like seeing that aspect of him almost becoming the big bad um, and actually fucking, doing something. Why was he so fucking bad? He's been working out. T'Challa said, you could just... He gave him a good protein yeah. to go on, <laughs> space protein. Is there going to be a world that's worse than what we've already seen in the regular MCU? Is this show going to keep wanking itself off? I don't think they're doing zombies. Yeah, for sure. But will that end good or not? I don't know. I think it'll be fun. I don't know. It already it seems too cheeseball-y now. This whole show so far. What would you like? What would, what would I want some like? Up? Well, if the zombie one's gonna get us fucked up and like this is a horrible universe, then I'm all for that. The, Girl, they canceled the fucking episode because start- they couldn't have body horror for Spider-Man. I was like, they're not gonna be pulling out well, any like stuff. This is annoying, man. And then I was gonna say this whole episode felt so Mary Sue. 
A little bit. Which was exhausting. My question is, if you're an eight-year-old mm-hmm. and, like, 32 years later, because remember they talked about 1988 yeah. beginning, yeah. do you still keep the accent you had when you were eight? And you're not around any humans that have that accent? So I can say this to somebody who was six years old when I moved to the United States mm-hmm. from India. I did not keep that accent because I had an Indian accent. And then I had a southern Georgian accent, and then I had like, oh, no accent. That's kind of weird. I understand that, obviously, it's a char- that character, and that's how you know the character, but it felt fake as fuck to me, and I couldn't get out of it. Uh, it also depends. I Was he eight years old in 1988, or was he ten? I don't know. Like It, it said, what? Was, I don't know. Either way, he's still around. Well, he's, he was surprisingly older than most of us, which I didn't realize the character was. At least in that universe. So Chadwick Boseman is a year older than me. Just the actor is, mm-hmm. and in 1988 he's probably 12. So I'll say Chadwick is 12 years old. And if you're 12, your accent likely stays. Yeah, you probably ingrain it. Yeah, I think that's fair. And also, like, I mean, not to like uh, pull hairs, pick hairs. I was like, split hairs. It's fucking Chadwick Boseman. He's not going to change his voice. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> like, I appreciate. Well, I want to hear his actual I, yeah, voice. Like, I, I real. I think to that point they, they would have gotten more problems if they didn't stay true to that voice, if he yeah. just was using a more American voice. voice. I don't know what you call it. I want a voice. The on voice is the only thing that I had a major issue with, uh, not minus Dave Bautista, because it was seen as a reject. It was, uh, Yandu Jan seemed really weird. He seemed a little, like, um, he seemed not screechier, but, like, it, it was also like some of the, like at the beginning, it seemed like some of the vocal track was like off almost. That was like the only time I was like, what the fuck's happening? It felt like a higher pitch to me. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that they try to get most of the actors from the movies, but not every, all of them are good voice actors. Yeah. As we talked about last week oh, with yeah. Sebastian Stan. It's like, oh. Terry Coons fucking slayed though. I'm so glad she, she, she was better than she was actually. Actually, exactly. Yeah. She's yeah. the opposite. She, she can't do yeah, voice she, acting she on CGI yeah. characters, but she can do voice acting on. Who is this? Terry Coons. Okay. Do we think, uh, would we be okay with Chadwick being replaced for so they no. can? Well, he's, no, he has three other episodes, right? They definitely have, he has vocal credits. I mean, for next season. Oh, yeah. They recast it. No, um, no. We can't, no we're okay, we don't know what role he's going to play for. Well, that's, but that, that is a question that I have for this because I do think that this episode, especially more than the last one, it opened up such a world of possibilities. Like, I want to see multiple episodes of this more than, I want to see Captain Carter around mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. But I like, I just want to, I was like, can they just make this an ongoing cartoon show? Because I did think that, like, I know Thanos had that obviously is like weird Disney cartoon esque like heel or like yeah hero flip, but like him and Nebula had really fun con- like there was just lots of good chemistry between all the characters even though it felt like a little heavy handed. I mean it was a fucking heist episode like of course it was gonna be heavy handed. I guess it did end with Black Panther going back to Earth, so maybe not that they won't need him, but he won't be. That's true. They're not, gonna, yeah. not, they're not gonna recast that voice ever. Because no, a character ever. No yeah. Way. And I'm actually kind of okay with them not continuing this universe because I think it's almost like a Twilight Zone esque, like ominous ending right. of like Peter Quill not being Star Lord means that he gets recruited by his dad, Ego the Living Planet, and they can actually go out. <laughs> yeah, there's your sad ending, bitch. I was <laughs> no um, Ego killed every single child that was his child. Right, he except was, for Star Lord because he couldn't find him. He found Star Lord here, so he's going to murder him. But won't he channel his power to take over everything, which was the plot of Guardians? Yeah, he knew that after he murders 
Stop yeah, it. and then everything goes to shit. <laughs> yeah, still so I'm just that. saying that's literally the next step. How crazy would it have been if, like, when Ego goes to find him, he's in Wakanda. Peter Quill's in Wakanda, and they like literally just <laughs> yeah, they're like a pair and a pair. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Why did he go? With what, it? what if Peter Quill was Black Panther? I'll do it. Yeah. Well, The Last Samurai was a really good movie, so it's probably a great film. Yeah. Um, any other Easter eggs or like interesting weird ass shit you saw? I love Howard the Duck. That was a lot of fun. Um, I like that you thought he was gonna be in it, and then he's like, ah, no, I'm just gonna be at the bar. I'm just gonna stay here and have a drink. <laughs> I walked three feet. It's time to get a drink. Well, <laughs> nothing tells you like you're really putting an effort than being Kurt Russell having one line of dialogue an entire fucking show. <laughs> but I'm then like introducing us like that. Kurt Russell will be. Can I say I? I wish they hadn't hours. spoiled that in the credits. Yeah, exactly. I saw, I saw the credits, I was like, oh, Ego's going to be in it now. Yeah. Uh, like, at the end. Um, it was a little bit weird to see the collector use Hella's horn helmet the same way that Hella does because she's got her hair that she brushes back into the helmet, but he still did the thing with the helmet. Yeah, that's like a cute little, like, a cute little wing. He just doesn't look as sexy. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's a dry bar thing. Yeah, turn it on. He was getting a blowout, yeah. Uh, no, good episode. Any other final comments? Well, great. That's it for what if. It's a news flash, guys. I have some tragic news. In the interview this week with Entertainment Weekly, Jonathan Hickman said that he is, in fact, like we predicted, leaving the X books after the Inferno series. This is very sad for us. Um, Hickman stated in this interview that he did plan for a three structure act, and the. <laughs> But uh, the first act was so successful that it threw everything off, and he no longer will be doing this. Which is weird, because why are you doing so successful that you decide to leave? But with, with that comes a lot of emotion. So just, first of all, what do you guys think, and what, what are you feeling? Uh, I just want to pat us on the back for, yes. <laughs> for, for predicting this after we heard rumors about no it. One yeah. it. <laughs> no one saw it. No one saw it. No one saw it. After someone told me about it, I predicted it. Thank you, Liverpool. <laughs> what do you think, Clark? Are we still in the first act? I think it's second. Or is this now? where we're literally I turning think, the corner? I think after X of Swords was the second. Would you agree, Kale? I think all of it was supposed to be a little bit different. I think like yeah. like Dawn of X was supposed to be Act One, and it was supposed to be a lot shorter. And then there was going to be the turn. Like I think Ten of Swords was supposed to start a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. uh, and like getting Apocalypse off the chessboard mm-hmm. and bringing in Araco. Uh, and then, like, I think Inferno was likely going to be the second act, and the third act would be, like, you know, either, the, like, the Phalanx coming in, like, as predicted, mm-hmm. or a sixth life, or something like that, or, like, the Chimera stuff, all that, all that. So, I just think it was so successful, like, as he said in the interview, as you said, Ryan, it's almost like the victim of his own success, and he's like, I've created this world, and now I, you know, I'm now giving it up, and... There's something kind of awesome about that, even though as sad as I am that Hickman is leaving for the time being, because, you know, like, if you look in the modern era, like, the main auteurs for the X-Men, Grant Morrison, Joss Whedon, uh, um, gosh, I'm forgetting some other names, but, like, they only lasted for, like, two, three, four, four years tops. Yeah. And so Morrison had a three-year uh, run on new X-Men, and after they left, uh, Marvel completely undid everything that they did. Like, it's almost like New X-Men didn't even happen. Uh, and the fact that Hickman has created this imprint, and it's, like, Krakoa is going to continue. 
They are going to figure With out a way to said, do it. Do you think it will continue? What do you guys think? I, I mean, they could just bring it all down after once he leaves. After I don't think it's going to happen. I think that I think the Xbox have not been successful in so long. That like Marvel is going to find a way to continue. Yeah, I don't know. Really great. You are usually our sales expert. Is that true? Fuck to find out. Oh, I feel like you're always wondering. Like, no, his okay. issues sold seventeen thousand more than. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I agree though that I think it's certainly most of the fan base seems jazz, especially on our time on like House of X on Facebook and all that other shit. So like, I do. The biggest thing I worry about is the, and it's not, it's not very apples to apples at all. Is like the Game of Thrones effect where it's like, oh, we ran out of the visionary notes, and now we kind of have to like script our own. And like, it's we've even seen within the current stuff where Hickman is kind of show running still that there are cracks in the foundation on certain things because like there's obviously too much. There's not enough. There's, you can't control that much. And just not having like a singular person continuing to be like the decision maker or the, I would say clarifier. That's the biggest thing that concerns me. That's potentially, and we could see that happening. And I've seen uh, even like a little decline in quality in a lot of the X books. Like I think even post 10 of swords, yeah. because I think Hickman kind of pulled out, out of that, but I think I, I always had my expectations a little bit like calibrated because this is a shared universe. The Xbooks have been running for decades mm-hmm. and they existed pre-Hickman. They were going to exi- exist post-Hickman. Right. This was going to end at some point. Right. I wish it, I wish we had a little bit more time with him, but you know, there are some talented writers who are going to stay on, you know, knock on wood. And the, in the interview, Hickman said he's still staying with yeah. Marvel. He's working on a big thing. And I'm wondering if it's like, like, I don't think it's a monthly book. I think it's some kind of event thing that will potentially bring in yeah. the mutants somewhere. I mean, there's uh, a speculation that he's going to go over to, like, Doctor Strange. You could do Spider-Man. I don't think that's it. I, mm-hmm. I, I really do think he's working on some, like, cataclysmic, like, crossover big thing a la Secret Wars uh, from 2015. It, it, it would be really cool, and this is probably not going to happen, but if he just did... I know he's done, like, Secret Warriors and stuff like that, but if he did completely new original characters yeah. and sort of did that. I think that would be super fun. Something that he can completely make his own and then Marvel steals for the rest of their lives. <laughs> um, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, going back, him, go, yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, going back just a little bit, um, do you think, are they going to be okay without having someone sort of being the figurehead or are they in trouble? Do they need to bring in someone? Should they do someone pre-existing? So we don't know if they're going to have someone come in. I'm, yeah, I know. Caitlin, you were I talking asked. about Ewing coming in. That would be nice. He's already doing yeah. Shield and Guardians and and Sword. And he's going to be. Oh, it's not Shield. Jesus Christ. Sword, <laughs> Sword <laughs> Guardians, and now he's working on uh, Venom. Yeah, with, uh, with, with Ramby. Mm. Uh, me. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's going to be like kind of. A, it'll be less like one person. It'll probably be like Jordan White with with the writers who are underneath Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Which could be is literally only doing right now the X and Legends stuff. Like yeah. he, he's in charge of everything, yeah, but it's also a weird project not. Literally, that's the only there. thing he's really working with right now, which is strange. Like that's his own baby. Everything I mean, else is Hickman. Jonathan Hickman's one guy, right? We could take him. You know? <laughs> like we could force him to write. Yes, <laughs> I feel like I feel like there are enough people in the world who are reading these books to grab him. And then force him to continue. We just <laughs> launched a GoFundMe to kidnap Jonathan Hickman and get him to write the book. So Y'all please mean, check it out and Jonathan donate. Jonathan Hickman's not even a person. He's just an, <laughs> He's idea. an idea. Yeah, right, exactly. I, I feel like that. there's enough people in the world who went J.R.R. Martin to get his shit together that 
that they, we, if we had done it yeah. for him, we need we are not going to do it for Hickman. If that piece of shit can't do it, Hickman can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the other bit of news that we did get from that interview is also is uh, after Inferno's over, there's going to be a weekly like X Men or X series that's going to like lead into like a whole new level of books. So like we started, we'll talk about it more during the comics, but a lot of stuff is starting to wrap up mm-hmm. in the Reign of X stuff, and then it's going to be like a whole new kind of look, which is, like, change is always kind of exciting. It may not be great, but, you know. Only, uh, the only change that's bad is when it's uh, Guggenheim writing it. Because that's why I was like, that's why I think I'm so upset, because it's like, we started this podcast, we were reading Resurrection, and it was just fucking awful. Somehow we survived all that. (laughs) I know, we got to like, we did. We read some of the worst X-books of all time. The the X-Men are the best when they're evolving, honestly, like it, and changing into not what we typically expect right. anymore. Correct. Any last um, sad words about Hickman? Yeah, we're coming for you. Sleep with one eye open. And other news this week, uh, Anthony Mackie officially signed on uh, to be in Captain America 4. We knew this was coming. Um, it's pretty obvious, but any any big ideas on what this could mean or what what the possible future Captain is. America 4 and the Serpent Society. We, we, deleted, we deleted so many news articles, I don't know why we kept this one. This is yeah. Like a, oh, it's yeah, a pretty basic thing. thing. Yeah. What are you hearing on the dark web, right? So the dark web is... Uh, so there, there's thoughts on there uh, that TNG maybe TNG. he'll be forming an Avengers team in this... So there's... Uh, a couple of years ago, the new Avengers yeah. came together, yeah. so different Thor, different Captain America... Different, just, just alternate versions, and then they had Thunder Strike, strike War Machine, <laughs> U.S. Agent. I mean, you're not wrong. Did yeah. you suddenly get a cold in the middle of that sentence? I get Some... choked. Up. Well, we were talking about Hickman, and I got me. You monster! No, um, it's called Captain America Four. What if it's the Fantastic Four? <laughs> <laughs> that's the dumbest. I love that. Rumor. Someone's gonna. That's I started this like. rumor. Yeah. It is good that it's like that it's by Spellman, so that's the guy who that's the person who wrote the original or not the original, the series Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I'm like, if they can like mimic that in a movie format, I'll be pretty happy. How awful would it be if this is another one of the prequels that Foggy wanted to do, but it's Captain America in the past pretending he's not Captain America but still saves the day? <laughs> how, did get, how did he get those wings? Oh my god, if they have fucking flashback, yeah, if they do Flash like flashbacks of Mackie so, trying to think about what Captain America would, would do, I'd kill that. myself. Um, I do want um, Bucky to become the Falcon, though. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be what I already have the Falcon. But that, I, know, that's so that's true. the thing that I do hope that they speed quickly, because we already had a great introduction in, in the show, and I would love to see that person be in the movie and also just take on the reins by the end of the, yeah. the movie. Also, I, twice, I know, yeah. Brent, you joked about it being stripped in society. I have a feeling they could go in that route and make it like them be like quasi-white nationalists or something without actually calling them white nationalists, yeah. and it's like a black Captain America fighting quote-unquote racism, but it'll be really ham-fisted like... Like it was in the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, could they Maybe pull? Better. Could they pull on Hopefully. the thread that they recently had of Captain America and what is it, Celine? Like, is that be? Oh, bitch! I would love an that. intro for what? What is she? She's a she's a mutant. She's a, no, but like, what's the lot? The oh, she's a uh, not an eternal, external. external. Yeah, just some shit like that. Yeah. I'm always just like, how are you gonna get these fucking mutants in the in the MCU? All right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, you guys want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. Well, let's all go on down to the trailer <laughs> park to watch yeah. talk about some trailers. Oh, those Duke boys, all right? Them Duke boys. 
Um, <laughs> I said Duke Boys. Duke Boys. <laughs> That's pretty good. Awesome. Bad trucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about the Eternals trailer. So uh, in it, we got some big explanations for where they've been, what they're up to, what rules they have to follow. Apparently one of those is that they're not allowed to engage with human beings mm-hmm. unless deviants are involved. Sexual deviants. <laughs> Sexual deviants. And we also got a time frame on when they're actually occurring, which is after the snap. And the reason why they're going to be forced into action is because of some major celestial and, event. And don't forget, they must solve this seven. in seven days. Yeah, seven days. I guess they saw like a tape. Yeah, it's going to come out of the TV. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I just think it's so funny that they needed a permission slip to get involved from Daddy Celestial. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that? And then it just shows him. Yeah, yeah I did think that was the, I, I, the trailer's Whoa. fucking beautiful. It's um, so sexy. That part, out, that right? part isn't so crazy to me because, you know, there are religious people today. Who yeah. don't know that there is a giant celestial being? <laughs> yes, who's telling them not to get back? They're guessing. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Uh, Topical, right? The deviants look gorgeous, and I never thought I would say that about the deviants, but I think they look really cool. And I then mean, you're a deviant, and you're kind of gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Are, are they all going to be like space dogs? Uh, <laughs> no, there's <laughs> like a flying squirrel, space flying. Yeah, there was a fly one. There was like a big space let, dog. Let's not give them differentiated personalities. And let's just make them uh, hairless monsters. Well, don't what? forget the main villains, the underwater character from uh, Hellboy. That's right. <laughs> one of them just would look the like he was water. having a beach yeah. day, and he was coming out and just like do 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 do, and then they just started attacking him. Yeah, I'm on the deviant side. Uh, are we going to get any like crow or any sort of like human ones? This looks like so. some weird pink dude who wanted. Yeah, around. I think there will. I think that might be a twist that they could throw in. Like I think we saw deviants, saw him but, in the trailer. It was yeah, like, yeah, it was like something that looks a little oh, bit not a humanoid. Good. No, no, yeah. we, we saw uh, is it C R O O or K R O O crew crew. He's he was I talking to An- Angelina Jolie. Yeah, because he's like, why don't you uh, kind of like possessing her or something? Yeah, Is that what like, he sounded like? Yeah, he's like, why don't you? And she was like, I'm just here. <laughs> oh to, and then Angelina Jolie goes, I'm here to have a good time. That bitch was giving her. She was, the, she was so giving much. the most Wonder Woman I've ever seen. Oh she was my. flipping around that fucking dude, like chopping off his legs. And the shit. lines that she delivered were impactful. I will say. <laughs> what, we're not doing the thank you. She never had like a one word thing where she looked up and was like, yeah. I know. I'm literally going to be unable to watch every scene she's in. It's tough. Like, oh. It's such a brain drain for Let's, me to take I want to sit next to you just so I can hear <laughs> I really every, time. every second. It's like, oh, well, there's, there she is. Uh, I, it was. It's curious that Kit Harrington isn't in the trailer because they've talked about it. He's in the trailer? Yeah, yeah for yeah, half a second. That, yeah, oh, I missed real it. Real quick. They, uh, and they also zoomed in, so it's just like the top right corner of his eyeball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that part sounds for sure. Rob yeah. Stark looks fucking hot as hell. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's so fucking yes, hot. Do. Uh, he's yeah. got laser eyes. That's fun. Yeah, I like Cyclops. seeing their powers in action. Because yes. I was worried about it, and it looks fucking cool. No, they spent money. Yeah. For real. The way they produce, like, weapons and stuff, I'm like, whoop. I have my major fingers crossed, which are my index and my middle. <laughs> Those are your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, that's not by length. <laughs> I just, I'll be completely honest. I thought the trailer looked wonderful. I felt a little dudded by the. I, I'm hoping that they're hiding a lot of stuff because it felt like it was a big cut of a standard boot like Get okay. Marvel movie bullshit. Get and I was getting, I was a little bit more tipped because I think some of the other trailers are a little bit more mysterious. So I like I like them more because I was like, oh, this is giving me like 
you know, potential Oscar. It's not going to win Oscar, but it's like that's giving me that same yeah, thing that I got from like you know Black Panther, like what they were really trying. Whereas this one, it just felt like ah, just throw out one of those trailers that'll get people excited to go put some fucking butts in seats. I want to know what was your opinion of the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer when it came out, Ryan? You've got tape, right? Roll it back. Roll it back. Roll it back. Uh, Ryan's gonna be paying the <laughs> part of me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not saying the movie's gonna be bad. I'm saying I was really disappointed in the trailer. So it's actually lowering my expectations. For me, it was disappointing. Right. For me, it, the trailer it looks like a six point seven out of ten. So. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you were just saying that. Uh, Black Knight is in it for a half a second. That's obviously going to be hugely important. We've right. seen a damn bit of that. Yeah. Um, you know, Sprite is going to do something fucking crazy because that's what that totally. character is. And all yeah. we're seeing her is do little hops and like. Yeah, she made fireworks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I will say I am very annoyed with Marvel trailers ending on a joke. Yeah. That stupid fucking IKEA joke. And I was like, God damn it. I wish it wasn't IKEA. I wish it was like a really good. I know. Company. I was pissed. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? This is we're... restoration hardware. I did uh, laugh at that line, though. <laughs> <laughs> that physical comedy of that, just destroying it. I like that the comedy was good. The joke was bad. I, I, I've yeah, never yeah. seen such a long gap between yes. jokes. Like, yeah. like I think that's three that's beats that's longer. I think that's, that's edited. That's why that is. Oh, I like I, that. I, it's got to be. Um, the but the thing that's what it was the thing that got me as this this one was going on it felt like the standard it felt like a heist movie because it was like oh we got a I got a guy I got a guy. like they keep they keep growing their hold, hold on this back. is why I parked our space vehicle yeah. <laughs> I got a guy it's like the guy that everyone hates right right that piece of shit who's gonna like you haven't changed at all and it's like yeah. all right I don't need this shit like, maybe Shudo Toro shows up again <laughs> right. but he's not the collector all right moving on uh, Star Wars Visions got its first trailer. It is a Disney Plus TV series. It's going to be nine episodes that are set in the Star Wars universe. Uh, it's produced by seven different uh, anime studios. They're all going to have distinctly Japanese anime styles. Uh, what did you guys like about the trailer? What did you think about it? Was it uh, everything you hoped for and more? I was looking for the unofficial sequel to the Animatrix, and I got it. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to introduce some really cool ideas that normally the American public would not consume. Yeah. And once they see this, I think Star Wars can go in some fun directions that they couldn't ever go before because they can realize so much shit can actually happen with this. So I'm excited for this. Agreed. Plus it looks fucking cool. It looks really cool. And I, I like the fact that these are going to be vignettes and it's like telling a little story. We yeah. don't need to fucking further the saga, which we all got annoyed with in the uh, sequel saga, in the sequel trilogy, excuse me. So like doing this stuff, great. Like and like seeing like other creators like tackle this stuff, awesome. Yeah, I, the inclusion of the you know anime half human half animal hybrid uh, into these stories, I didn't realize how perfectly that would fit with the nature of aliens in our universe. That there are these weird creatures. I'm like, oh, but somehow you work it in is this kind of version perfect. of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that it seems like some of the stories are not going to be focused around just lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> that it's going to actually be an exploration of what it means to have this kind of pseudo-religion, you know, for individual characters. That's what makes me so excited, because I think, yeah, we're building out the world, and I've always enjoyed Star Wars as a universe. I just never have really enjoyed the movies This is themselves. so for you, Adam. I know. It's so oh, well, right. You. It's fucking like a Venn diagram of everything I love. So yeah. I just inject it. Throw who guns and pepperoni are there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and well, I also just like that it's also from a variety of actual anime studios. Yeah. So like that's what's going to be really good about it. I'm interested to see like the voice acting stuff will be fun because one of the things that I've always like from a dubbing perspective, and it's, we're talking about this, what if is like 
they're finding some bigger names to play some of the people. And it's like, it's always a hit or miss on whether or not they'll actually be good. So that, that'll probably be the only thing that I'll be watching out for. Cause do it's you, like Neil Patrick. Do you Harris. recognize some of these, um, either like voice actors or the, the studios? Only the, well, yeah, actually it's the, what is it? The twins, which is trigger. I, I haven't watched any stuff, but I know I do like kill a kill. It's like a bunch of like bigger, uh, certainly bigger studios that have done some interesting stuff, and then smaller ones as well. Okay. But yeah, all the, the only actor, the voice actors I know are the actual like David Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not anyone that like I, you know, I'm sure Terry Struggle show up somewhere. So, question: Is this also going to be in in Japanese with English subtitles too? It looks like they've done the cat. No. It looks like it's based on what they wanted to do because certain when you look at some of the cast, some of them are. Act, definitely American actors, and then the rest of them might be fully sub. I think it might have been the studio's choice potentially to figure out what they wanted to do. Because I, I know the trailer was both English dubbed as well as Japanese with English yeah. subs, and I watched the latter, the the Japanese one. Oh yeah, it'll so be interesting to see how much something like this exists as a pass through for people who are like like kids today who might not experience anime until yeah. like ten years from now. They're getting it a lot sooner because they already have an entry point in Star Wars. That there, you know, might be a growth. Uh, and for anime for them later. no you're 100 percent right that's actually a great point because like, i think it's like most i feel like most people like at least myself like i probably found anime like maybe like eight to twelve like, and it was like whatever i could fucking find right and like there's obviously so much shit on netflix now but i'm sure like you can certainly like not see it if you aren't already searching for it right and i think that's going to be so cool is that instead of just having to watch only ghost in the shell hopefully this will start creative burgeoning like being able to bring stuff over from the East or like partnerships essentially. Cause that's what we you know, you want to continue to see. It's like, we don't just want to import anime. It's like, we want to work with studios to find stuff that will really blow up and uh, help people connect with it. in uh, the U S I wish I could see, see like a Miyazaki style episode. Cause I don't know. That's my favorite anime. By yeah. Far. Oh yeah. The studio Ghibli pretty and, Wars. and yeah. relaxing, even though it's crazy shit happening all the time. I feel like one of them has to be something in that vein. Yeah. I would imagine. Cause I, I would be to that point. I would be very, I'd be sad if it was all just like, especially the twins. Look, that was definitely the one where they're like shooting fucking lasers and using the force mm-hmm. to like spin them around and shit. So I hope there's a little bit more like, just a random desert planet where someone's like just chill or like a random farm. No, desert there's planet. not going to be Star a desert. Wars. That's not what too <laughs> much desert. Uh, I can picture Queen Amidala just a Naboo sort of like <laughs> like I can I picture that. I see that. just in the background skipping around. You just want to see hentai with a starlight. Hell yeah. Jar Jar just eating frogs. Oh, we've got the perfect one for you, Clark. Tatooine Rhapsody. Something with, with <laughs> and shorts on a fucking Oh, no. No, I'm not showing that. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> you're not going to show me a picture of um, tentacles going to someone's vagina. <laughs> right, let's go on with the issue. All right, so it's finally here, as Brent mentioned. He's so happy he got to make his cocktail, but it's Trial of Magneto number one. Yeah, pa- patronize me a little more. <laughs> it's a good cocktail. He liked his little thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go out go and make your own cocktail. Yeah, cocktail. Yeah, yeah, go have fun. Go have fun. Don't stay out too late. Uh, so, Trial of Magneto number one by Leah Williams and Lucas Warnick. Only six weeks after Wanda Maximoff's body was found at the Hellfire Gala, we find out what happens next. And this is the storyline that Marvel loves so much they canceled X-Factor. Speaking of, X-Factor investigates Wanda's corpse while X-Force hovers around like a micromanager that they are. As they obtain the clues, Lorna, Lorna quickly figures out that it was someone who has magnetic powers that bound Wanda's hands. Magnetic? Magnet? <gasps> Magneto! And the Master of Magnetism is making the case to the rest of the Quiet Council that Wanda should be resurrected even though she isn't a mutant. 
will, of course, Kevin Feige retcons that for phases four to six of the MCU. Magneto and Charles Xavier have an old-school lover spat involving Charles' Cerebro helmet being crushed. X-Factor, X-Men, and X-Force, the triple X of Krakoa, confront Magneto, but it's Quicksilver, also currently not a mutant, who encapsulate, I can't say that word, encapsulate, no, it's not spelled right, and I didn't read it right, Magneto. Meanwhile, a very not-dead Wanda wakes up in some dimension that has a ton of flowers, and she remembers the person who attacked and tried to kill her was wearing a white cloak and had a sword. So it's finally here, y'all. What'd y'all think? Awful. It's Gandalf. It's <laughs> Gandalf. You shall not right. I couldn't deal with any of that bullshit. Well, Wanda in a white dress. She still. I still. Believe After she Labor Day. Yeah, she Was that herself. like an, alluding to like the White Hot Room or some shit like that? Do the White Magic be Room. That, that character we saw for like three issues, White Sword. <laughs> they just ran away from the I hope it's really important character. So, like obviously, that. a few of our cases have been uh, uh, taken apart. Debunked. I think the only one that wasn't is Exodus, right? Yeah, well, Exodus has totally true. But Dazzler could be wearing a white cloak. You don't know. Ah, no, she no, bent no. that metal with music. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I do think, uh, actually, uh, Brent, your point of her wearing white and then the killer wearing white, I think, is a big clue. And, I mean, here's the thing. Like, the characterization of Magneto was so off. Yeah. So fucking off that it, like, it, like, completely, like, drove me out of the book. Like, I was like, oh, this looks all right. Like, X-Factor, they're actually investigating something unlike the majority of their own comic. Uh, you know, um... I, I like that. I did like, but like him, like berating everybody. Polaris, but, that was out, outrageous. He would never fucking do. He that. would yes. never do that. Polaris. He would never do that to Charles. No, not, especially not in the Krakoa. And era. they re- overreacted too. This like, is, and yeah. their reactions were insane. As it was well. histrionic AF. Correct. This, this is the type of shit that happens in TV shows and like a movie sequel where they're like, we just got to shake it up a bit. And I'm like, you spent two and a half or two year plus years building all of these new relationships and then you create a mega event that seemingly does away with all of it. That was the part that aggravated me. Like the general, like I really liked X, like it was the first time I really enjoyed X Factor actually investigating. Yeah, yeah that was, <laughs> really? it was No, It was fine. It was like, it was whatever. But I'm like, the characterizations were so far off from what we had been doing for the past two years. It was like Leah Williams picked up after fucking resurrection was like sure i'll write a book and you're like what like how did you do this 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 really should have stayed in x factor because then we could just ignore it a little bit (laughs) (laughs) we'll be reading it i know but it could just be the last arc rather than bringing like colin bunn as like a an expert on magneto to write a little i feel like that's very true like just bring in why don't they do that more who's currently writing the experts who writes magneto so well in sword okay well is there anything good about this issue? Let's try to... Let's well, I liked the art, and I liked and I liked um, the fact that, as Adam said, the yeah. inspector was actually acting as investigations, but Brent, you wanted to make a point. Well, a good thing about it was that it had a lot of potential. It's a really good premise. Yeah, agreed. Um, because they've set it up now so that, you know, our theories about Mystique have to be altered in some way. You know, they've made a very good promise. But something like Magneto's poor characterization really takes the wind out of it because there's relatively simple fixes that would have increased the tension. Yeah. Like dial Magneto back 50% and you could still have that standoff where there are some people outside of the council that want to arrest him. And he says, I don't think you will. 
no one has to show any powers, and then you've got this really serious conflict that you're going to have to resolve later, but you don't ruin it by... You know, having people like lash out in ways that they absolutely would not. Well, and Quicksilver still could have done that. He's fucking nuts, so that was totally reasonable. All they had to do is have a natural, really interestingly written conversation, and then Quicksilver fucks it all up, and then gets them to the same exact point that they started. I with. think we would have wanted to see that no matter what. Yeah, that makes sense. They could have easily not had that conflict. I know we, we constantly in comics try to make them like, are forced of these people that used to get along fight, and it's annoying at this point. But he could have just not been there when they went and looked for him. He left Krakoa. Wouldn't that have been better? Just that whole so we didn't whole, have a stupid conversation. Quicks, that, that was the thing I did like with the Quicksilver thing where they're like, where'd he go? I thought that was yeah. a cool and yeah. then flying in. Like it was no, just a no, that, that was a cool sequence. That, that was no, I hated no. that. That is no. I thought that was embarrassing. That was written stupid. If anyone he should go to is a Polaris immediately. Fucking North Star, blah blah blah, was lame as hell. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me at all. Like they, they don't had, give three shits out of each other. They don't. They're both. They both kind of hate each other because they're both bitches. Yeah. Uh, oh, the right. I just meant like the action sequence was cool. That was oh, the, I, the, I, 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 the characterization. The North Star. The art. The art looked nice. I will say one other moment I liked is Charles telling the Avengers about what happened to Wanda yes. and Vision, like yes. him just like, hang, like yeah. hanging his head. Like I thought that was well staged. And He's going like, back to again. your. Go back to your <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, uh, the next miniseries, she'll be back. I'll be dead soon enough, and then I'll come, come back. back. <laughs> there you go. Um, I will say, Ryan, to your point about, like, you know, the canceled X-Factor, you know, the, the shitty thing, as I mentioned, is Marvel loved it so much, they canceled X-Factor, which is kind of weird. And uh, Leah uh, uh, recently said that, like, she didn't even know what the 10th issue of X-Factor that was, like, completely maligned by virtually everybody. Mm. Like, that was going to happen. It got rewritten, all that stuff. It's really shitty. We've all, we're not big fans of her writing on this yeah. series, but no one should have to go Stop through that. that. Yeah, she's, she's had to pivot quite a bit, and you can tell because her original ideas turn quite often. They did. Why? And I think with a lot of these X-Books, too. Why is she saying this now? Shouldn't you wait until you're out of a job before you start shit-talking? She's headed to Substack. It seems like you're shit-talking in the middle of a... No, she's not. I don't think she was shit-talking. I think no, she's being honest was... about what's happening. But then, no, but by doing that, you are making people not like this miniseries. I, even she's though. probably getting backlash online. She's getting a ton of backlash saying online. she's a bad writer, and she's like, no, this is the circumstances I mean, I'm that's under. That's true, but also she is a bad writer. Yeah, but you, I do, I would agree that you're not going to sit there silently while people are taking apart something that you didn't create. I think it's a little bit insane to like just sit there well, and take it even while your sh- your other she, issues are coming she, out. Okay, we don't love her writing, but she does have her fans. Yeah, and a lot of them are queer, right. and I want to yeah. respect that. But like when that tent, tent issue came out. A lot of her queer fans, a lot of her BIPOC yes. queer fans, yeah. like they were like, "This is not turn, good. Yeah. Like this made me this feel gross." It was so disgusting, she, and I'm. A, it, it's terrible that he did. Excuse me, they did that to her. But her next plans for him was that he goes to college. Yeah, that sounds better. But it's like I'd rather have a. Say, I'd, rather I'd, just, I'd rather be able to just be like, "Oh, it's her work and it's bad," oh, versus like, "It's yeah. her work and it's she didn't know he was going to be killed." And all yeah. All this so like, I think stuff. it's. I think to your point, Keelan, it's totally valid that obviously the fans that she's created over the course of creating this book, and then like hearing back from them, like, "Oh, we believed in you." Like, of course, you would be like. Well, let me clarify. Let me that's clarify. not me. Yeah, and it was done on another podcast where this interview happened. Mm-hmm. So who knows what the repercussions will be if there are any repercussions for her? And I honestly think this, so. I also want to normalize people speaking out against Correct. management. So yeah. like, like yeah. good for her in that regard. That's let's true. let's move yeah. on. So we've got a. Ton- 
All right, Mark, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, as I said about the one thing, the entire next plot, this was supposed to be about five issues after where she was going to go. She was okay. like episode issue 10, and this was supposed to be like 16 or 17. And actually, oh, interesting. The next five was literally going to be all about making gods for the for Krakoa, including Shadowstar being like the god of battle, and and the god of death was going to be Siren and all this complete nonsense. Wow. Hey, that's fucking stupid, but at least it was her own idea. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't even completely hate that. But, but, but that's what we said. She, she has good ideas written... Not yeah, this trial yeah. concept is great. Yeah. I do want to keep seeing where it's going. 100%. I don't know how much I want to read can she be, it. But I can love she be the like the story. creator of it all, and then other people write it? Colin Butt. Yeah, a uh, Hickman type. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hickman type. Yeah. So let's move on. We have got a bunch of comics to get through. Children of the Atom number six by Vita Ayala and Paco Medina. It's the final issue of a mini series we thought was non-going. Oof. Carmen, who we discovered was an actual mutant in the last issue, shows up fashionably late to the Hellfire Gala. About two months fashionably late. Seriously, Marvel, get your shit in order. There she, there she's shown around by Aurora and meets Mystique, Danny Moonstar, Eyeboy, Dazzler Magic, Jumbo Carnation, and runs into the Hell's Bells, the baddies from issues one through three. Afterwards, she heads back to New York and comes out to her parents as a mutant, and they have a touching scene accepting her. The children fight horticulture for some reason, and after that, Carmen and Buddy not only reconcile, but decide to become a couple. Buddy asks Gabe if they want to be a thruple, and he's like, nah, I'm cool. The children decide to stay together as a good guy team, and Carmen decides that she's going to hang in Krakoa for a bit. I mean, this is a good artist and good writing of a story that I am not concerned about in yeah. the slightest. And this issue is just like, let's throw all the themes. These are what the themes were. I <laughs> read the first five issues. These were the themes of them. Hurry. Did you miss it? So I decided what my critique of Vita's writing is, because I do like their work quite a bit. I think they focus a lot on characterization, uh, which is mostly good. There's been some off things like like anal and new mutants. But uh, they don't write plots the way I want to, to be written. Like, there's no, like, moments where I'm like, oh, shit, all of this is leading up to this. Like, the plots feel very, very flat, yeah. and the characterization feels great, for the most part. That, I would agree with that, um, because I do like these characters, and if they show up again, I will not be mad, because I, I am engaged with them. Sure, they're great. Mostly gimmick. Um, yeah, and then I can kind of take the others. Nighty night crawlers. And I want to see a nighty night crawler one shot. Oh yeah, that'd be fun actually. I really am glad that they made Carmen the stand. I hate I... Cyclops last though. Yeah. Oh, well, he was Buddy was trash. I did. Well, that's what I felt bad about. I feel like they like, kind of wrote uh, Buddy into a fucking corner. And then they're like, well, they had to be like, this is why. Uh, Buddy's such an asshole at well, the end. Well, but that's what I what I worry about to the point of like it's all character development because there's there were no like real there's no it's six issues there's no first second third act it's literally just a bunch of stuff that happens. I think they were either they thought they had to do it or there was probably an executive note like you need some sort of conflict or climax because it wasn't working for me based on their ongoing relationships and conversations. I don't think any one of those people would have reacted at such an emotional level finding out that someone's like, how dare you hold this back from us? And it was like, they were all so wonderful and talk. I mean, I can appreciate that people can flip, yeah. especially when it comes to coming out or doing other stuff. But something just felt a little bit surprising to me based on how much of the friendship they had already created. See, I felt like they, I didn't feel like they were friends. They seemed like good characters written and they like had tenuous relationships. <laughs> yeah. They just shoved on top of each other. Right. For me, the... There's a lot to like about this story, especially the characters, and I think the premise is fun. I didn't like the last, what is it, exposition page 
on page 24 where they're kind of going back to the message boards and yeah. Modoc's left toe, you know, some strange comments. <laughs> yeah. um, wait, so they're human? What a ripoff. And to me, the response was, well, one of us is a mutant. The rest are humans. It kind of felt like a middle finger to any of the fans who were disappointed in the way that the mystery played out in this story. Because I don't think it's very satisfying of a story to be set up based off of the premise that there's some reason why they can't get through the door. And you you hide that for so long and then there's nothing particularly satisfying about your revelation on it. And I know that not every story has to follow that set set up, but that was the story that was picked. This goes back to my point about Vita's writing. And this is my criticism of their writing is characterization's great. The plots need some help. And I'm hoping that they become a better writer. I think they're still relatively new when you compare them to like a Jonathan Hickman or Al Mm -hmm. Ewing. So there's potential there. Yeah, I do agree. I think with both of you guys, it's because you, they should have been like, we're all human. And then we should have had a big reveal of, I'm actually a mutant. Yeah. Like, if we didn't get those moments, they were just kind of brushed over very quickly. Yeah. And in comics writing, unfortunately, you got to beat you. Beat you got to hit it. those moments. You, it's, Absolutely. It's, yeah. page. It's, the, it's the needle it's drop so moment. Good. Exactly, yeah. Also, didn't you think they were going to end in a throuple? Yeah. I, had was I, was, I was kind of hoping for it, too. Mark? Didn't in the first two weeks or something, there was going to be something about them being in some spaceship yeah, they're going to crash land. I don't know. I don't remember. No, that was, was the third issue, and it was the most confusing thing of how. That's how they got their technology. They had a, they just like teleported them up there. They're like, here's their backstory, and I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> but, I forgot but, about it. Well, oh. so but putting this on, this was supposed to be somewhat of an ongoing series. Do you think they just sliced it down to six when it was supposed to be yes. twelve? Yeah, like, that's, that's probably it. I hope Vita nice. speaks out about this because I'm like, I want. I, 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 I generally enjoyed the series. Like I generally enjoyed all the elements of the series. I didn't like. I'm not going to be like, "Wow, it's so great! Everyone should read they it." They have spoken out about it. By the way, uh, they said that uh, yeah, they weren't. It was supposed to be ongoing. The characters hopefully will come back. They'll probably be in New Mutants. Harmon especially will Ooh, probably be in New Mutants. Getting there, yeah. yeah. Her powers, the way she, she uses them, looks cool. Time by me. All right, let's move on. X Force number twenty-two. Benjamin Percy, Robert Gill. More floral shit happens while we try, bide our time for the trial of Magneto and Inferno. That's it. I'm bored with the storyline and in general the book. I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Where's Black Tom Cassidy? He's a fucking plant man and he hasn't been in any of his plant storylines yeah. for, what, nine issues, ten issues, seven hundred? This, this as a comic, it's I love this comic at one point. It's not great. Marauders number 23 by Jerry Dugan and Ivan uh, Fiorelli. Tempo joins the team as they help Banshee fight some Irish and Russian mobsters who are quarreling over some Krakoan medicine. That's in short supply due to recent events in both Marauders and X-Corps. The, the Verendi Reavers join the fun because they're a thing now. Oh, and Jumbo Carnotion... Sh- Jumbo Carnotion... Jumbo Carnation! <laughs> I, I, I can't You yourself the biggest tongue twister. I really fucking do! Shows us that his boots were made for stomping in addition to walking. <laughs> Meanwhile, in merry old England, uh, the Cuckoos help Wilhelmina get revenge on her abusive dad, and Wilhelmina decides to leave Verendi for the time being. I was excited three issues ago for the whole Wilhelmina thing, because I thought it was going to be cooler than whatever this I is. Agreed, yeah. What is this nonsense? This is stupid. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that there were a ton of Russian mobsters just hanging out Devlin, considering I was there for like a year and a half. Yeah, I did not know. I have a feeling that Jerry Dugan, because he's doing both X-Men and Marauders, Marauders is suffering, okay, and yeah. the last yes. couple of issues have not been great. Yes, yes, I, yes. It's silly. Yeah. 
And also, like, Tempo's dialogue felt like a white man trying to write, like, a younger black woman. Uh, like, oh, this is sus. I'm like, wait, girl, like, oh, what? That's awful. Wait, you didn't know that she actually is a older black, I mean, older white man just inside of a black woman's <laughs> oh, no. body? That would like, be, that that'd be a horrible storyline. Yeah, yeah, you awful. missed the Claremont issue that they wrote that in. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. That would be Rob Layfield. He's the one who created uh, it. Yeah, no, that was a rough... Uh, I don't, I'm not feeling... I mean, I like her, and days. I want her to have a bigger... She's cool. Yeah. That power, being able to slow the body down, change really her, uh, it's cool. voice. There's a better way to right. invite someone to the team than, you should be on the team. It's very weird. Also, I'm 16 and calling people sus, except for she's probably like 30. 30? Was, probably, uh, yeah. was there any reason to set it in Ireland? No. Uh, other than Banshee. to have pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and then just calling people potatoes the entire time. I, like, I was thinking of you, Clark, the entire time. That's the only jokes we have about Irish or <laughs> potatoes. Yeah. No, I wasn't tri- triggered. I just thought it was dumb. How about some Irish whiskey, maybe? <laughs> All right, let's move on to a better book, Way of uh, X number 5 by Cy Spurrier, Bob Quinn. On planet Araco, Legion is attempting to subvert Onslaught while a recently resurrected Professor X tries and fails to get through to him. Nightcrawler attempts to stop Lost and Fabian Cortez from killing one another, and he invokes the third law of Krakoa, respect the sacred land, because you see, Krakoa isn't a place. It's a people. Oh. Yeah. Lost and Fabian attempt uh, rapprochement, but Onslaught intervenes, and while all this is going on, Phobos, Mars's, I mean planet Arako's, largest moon starts hurtling towards the planet. Nightcrawler decides to make the ultimate sacrifice and asks Fabian to juice him up so much that he can teleport the moon back to where it belongs. Of course, this being Krakoa and all, Kurt, Wa- uh, Kurt Wagner gets resurrected, and Professor X tells him that Fabian's brain has been switched off. And it appears that Onslaught has taken over the island's specifically those uh, folks who got resurrected recently. I guess we'll find out more in next month's aptly titled X-Men, The Onslaught Revelation. Northstar, no, Northstar, Nightcrawler was supposed to, um, he told Fabian every single thing that was happening. Fabian was supposed to be able to tell everybody, but obviously he was brain dead, so that's part of the, like, oh, we're not that's part of what's him, but happen. he knows everything kind of stuff. Um, you know, the Krakoa is not a place, it's a people would be really stupid, except for the fact that Krakoa is a person. Yeah. And I really actually oh, like the wow, the that way that true. that's kind of set up. Yeah. That it, you know, you, you're trying to extend, you know, where you're from, your family, where you're from to your family. And in this sense, it's much more literal, and it actually grounds it, I think, more as a metaphor. I, I definitely made the joke, but I liked it too. And I liked, because like all of the uh, Dawn of X and Reign of X books have shown that like, Mutants are creating not only like a team, but a society, and a society happens wherever you are, uh, and so like it's their it's part of their identity now. And this book is all about cultural identity. The dialogue that occurred after that was kind of ongoing. I loved, and I think that overall the concept hits heavier mm-hmm. than fucking Thor: The Dark World, or no, not whatever Ragnarok. <laughs> um, my main question is, how did you pronounce Rapprochement while not being able to pronounce anything else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pronounced Rashomon. It's eight years of French, motherfucker, <laughs> including six months of Duolingo, where I was trying to clean out everybody else. I did really enjoy this edition, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do feel though like this book and some of the others we're going to talk about it's almost like it's the background stuff we would see in other comics like being put to the forefront sometimes it works sometimes and then when we talk about the next book it, it, it doesn't would you like this book more if they changed the look of Onslaught like if they were going to include Onslaught yes. but it was just that, that and the look of Lost as well 
Lost, I like that character. It's an interesting ad. Looks too wiggly, though. Too <laughs> I wiggly. Think that's, I think that's their pathway. <laughs> too wiggly, though. I wish they had updated Onslaught, but I think they've got to keep that 90s cool look. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, people it's very wouldn't specific. recognize who it is. But it could be cleaner. It could be tighter a little I'm sure. Bit. Like I'm, I, yeah, I think there could be a good uh, what, update. What would have been really actually cool is if they had kept the general design of the armor but maybe change the color because like it's just Magneto's old purple and red and it could have been cool if they did his white or any of his like number of more iconic because he has like his white costume is now iconic I mean it's better I don't know how iconic it is compared to like I mean if you think of like look up Magneto in like a Google search it's all his purple and red yeah yeah but if you look up Magneto white (laughs) (laughs) make a white version of your Magneto Uh, I don't think Magneto's naked so I never see him on the costume My favorite thing about this issue are the Zorn brothers. Yes. It yeah. made them far more interesting than they've ever been. Oh I like the relationship with Legion. It's just like it's, it's wild perfect. and aggressively like, interesting. Even got it better than Morrison, even. Yeah, <laughs> no, I quite like Uh-oh, it. It's, it's one of them ones that's a cool one. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Kirkko and Street Gang, Legion and the Zorn brothers. It looks cool. They're I really fun. Enjoy. Hey, you get off these streets. He, pl- he pulled a Magneto from Trial of X in this one. Oh, really? screaming at somebody he's really connected with overly <laughs> aggressively. And that's the thing, it's the characterization of these books that all came out in the same week. Like, Charles is written so differently in Trial of Magneto as he is in Way of X, and it's just like, the continuity that was there for, like, early Dawn of X is, like, slipping, and it's I making know. me really frustrated. And I'm wondering if this book is coming back after the, yeah. uh, the Onslaught uh, one-shot. It's going to get so, cut short, as of the solicitate, I was going to say that the November solicitations came out today, and it's not there again. So that's two months of not being there. There's yeah, no way. It's, 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 I think it's done, and it'll be incorporated somewhere else down the road. So let's move on. Uh, Explore number four by Tini Howard and Alberto Foche. Can someone explain to me why I should care about what's going on in this title? No! Can I say one more thing we should care about the last title? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Daddy... Nightcrawler yelling at Fabian and yeah. Lost is very sexy, even, and it is so much better I'm than Judge Jury and Executioner. Yeah. Even when he's like all burned, I'm still like, okay. Somebody tell me why I should care about X Corp because corporate America, exists. corporate espionage is sexy. I like this title. Do you really? I do. No. Yeah, because yeah, I can't play it. I like it, Clark. You guys are shitting I like this all week. I read it and I was like, I kind of like it. This uh, book took seventy five minutes to read. It did nothing. I will say that's the oh, part that you, made you me. You don't want to get a, a lot of use out of a comic. <laughs> Shut up. I don't want to get that much use out of a comic. <laughs> I'm, I'm showing my boyfriend Succession, and Succession is such a great version of how you take corporate. If it was like Succession, I would. Be, this is a, the boring that's version of Succession. Like, this is like the FX version. They spent seventeen pages so like, okay, now it's the board meeting. Uh-huh. Okay, you're no longer on the board, and now we're going to put it up to a vote. Did everyone sign their governance paper? I, <laughs> okay, it's time for lunch. And I break and I for this. I wanted the uh, the info pages to just be Excel sheets. I love this. I like this book now. Now that you hate it so much, I think I like it more. The part that I hate it is it is more corporate America nonsense. But I kind of like this. Within the Krakoa sort of world that it's we're living in, it's just so boring. The part that yeah. I hated the most, and it was actually like the most it. like white male corporate complex, probably connected to succession a little bit because it actually just happened in Warren the Warren Worthington. Yeah, when he's like, when they're like, well, let's just 
fight about it. I'm like, really? That was bizarre. That's so stupid. That was outrageous. You know what I would have liked better if all the boring stuff was happening and we didn't see that at all? Like, <laughs> it was, there was never was anything exciting in it. Also, they won't let Trinary on the board because she's got a criminal past. You got fucking they Celine are. and Mastermind. <laughs> yeah. Actual so villains. Celine literally was not- murdering people in Captain America weeks ago. I and thought all their past were expunged, too. The whole thing doesn't. Matter. I mean, I this know. is a job for HR, and I hope HR shows up. Who's in the HR? Who, who yeah. do you want to be? That's HR? why I love it because I'm like, you know, they really need an uh, individual development. Who, who would be Maybrox is the HR because he's like an entire department who? himself. Yeah, Maybrox. Like, no, he's doing too many other she things. He could do more. She wasn't an X Force. I think Sage would be good. Oh, uh, totally. Maybrox would be an HR nightmare <laughs> because <laughs> because he's got a different Which personality. So like. How does HR resolve an issue when the issue is someone in Between HR? The yeah. HR isn't there for employees, it's there for the but company. Like, that's what's so crazy is Matrock is the only employee of the company, right? Because exactly. And, exactly. Else. and he, he can, doesn't even want to be on it, too. Yeah. I, love, I love this book, and I'll tell you more. Um, <laughs> actually, wouldn't it be called Mutant Resources, not Human Resources? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. MR. Hell, yeah. You know um, what, Ryan? You're completely wrong. And let me hear more why. <laughs> um, I like uh, that they both acknowledge that something changed with their bodies, both Angel and, yeah. and her, that they had to go through a change with, when mm. Krakoa came about, and that they're dealing with their like demons or whatever. Also, Neil Shara, which is not in any of the X-Books like, ever showed I up. I love Neil Shara. Yeah, and it was kind of fun. He was the one who declared my creation of the this century. No, this Slipstream. Is- and what's the gold one? What's yeah. her life? I just feel like this story is like the X Men goes business. Like they yeah. don't know anything about how any business it. works. No, no, and it's Vincent, adult man doing yes, business. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I, I was I was hoping that this might have some of the subtlety and the nuance and no. the the geopolitics, no. you know, that kind of thinking. I, just but, like but they're like doing America. things that are super illegal that they would definitely be fined for. And if they wanted to continue doing business with anyone in the rest of the world, they would have to pay super steep fines because you're not allowed to do the things that they're doing. It, you, you'd think Warren Worthington, who's been in business for years, <laughs> running a company for, what, He's 10 years of, of the comics. in his name. Of the characters, got it. I, I will say, Teeny Howard's Excalibur has grown on me. It's gotten a lot yes. better. And this is she straight from the jump. She should not be writing x It should be somebody else. Maybe. Who has like I think some experience writing like business or a business background? Yeah. yeah, maybe she's putting all her like bad writing into this one so she can have her good writing in this <laughs> other series. There we Don't go. Agree. That's it. Don't agree. Just like just like X Men writers. All right, so let's take a little uh, trip back to the past with X Men Legends number six by Peter David and Todd Nock. X Factor, the government-sponsored version led by Havoc in the '90s, recounts to a congressional committee about their interaction with some. Latvian mutants. Doctor Doom, the real one this time, shows up because, of course, he has to. The end. I mean, it makes me happy because it's Peter David. It's inconsequential. Um, I do like that suddenly, once again, there's four Irish names, even though these characters are from Latvia. Latvia, yeah. Uh, You know, it's the Irish part of Latvia. It was a delightful read, but it's inconsequential, exactly. Totally. Yeah. Next. Like Uh, all of them, but not this whole series. So the last comic of this week, I think one that we all enjoyed, I hope, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number 17 by Al Ewing and Juan Frigeri. Uh, The Last Annihilation continues. Uh, The Guardians, along with the newest member, Dr. Doom, he's in a lot of comics this week, discover that Dormammu, the big bad of his crossover, is attempting to make a galactic pentagram by conquering five worlds. The first four are Ares, the birth world of the Shi'ar, Skrullos, the birth world of the Skrulls. 
Hela, the Kree's homeworld, and Spartax, where Star-Lord is from. The fifth world ends up being Chitari Prime. The Guardians split up into two teams, with Nova, Gamora, Quasar, and Mantis heading to Spartax, while Doom, Star-Lord, Drax, Moondragon, and Groot head to Chitari Prime. The Spartax team discovers that Dormammu has grown to a Galactus size. Uh, Last Annihilation continues next week in Cable Reloaded, followed by Cable Revolutions the week after, and an untitled fourth Cable film in the near future. That ending you just said sounded fake. I like that. Cable movie. Reloaded. And that's all that, that all happened at the same time with Galactus Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, great. I like the crossover uh, as an Annihilation super fan. More business meetings, but I like the issue. Yeah. I like the mixing of worlds in Marvel and what I mean, like the galactic cosmic stuff with the mystical stuff yes, which is what Dormammu is. Yes. It's like, fucking make me that cocktail. Yes. Get me drunk. How lucky were they that those planets happened to be in the <laughs> right format? <laughs> Perfect. No, it's uh, like in every bad cop show. It's like, oh, this, all the murders are making a pentagram. Like, it's right, zoning girl. in. It's, it has a circle. And you're like, okay. I, right, I yeah. like that, you know, the form has returned to itself. Like, this is our drawing of a star. And now it has to be made in the stars. Of course. Again, that's very stupid. <laughs> Correct. Yet fun. But fun, yeah. It's uh, so stupid that I, I enjoy it. I would really like, um, whenever I get tired, to just switch with somebody else. For I hour. love that idea. That was said the Quasars. That's yeah, so fucking that would cool. be really nice and relaxing. Do you, think, do you think they were like, Doom is a piece of shit, right? And so we really want him to cut loose. Who can we have that no one gives a crap about the Chitari? So yeah. we'll just have <laughs> yeah. rip the alien race created in the Ultimate Universe because they didn't want to use the scrolls. Oh, you mean from the Avengers movie? Kill them. Yeah. Like, no one cares. Yeah, for I mean? real. Uh, well, that's been the issues this week. We had a ton that we went through. But now we've got Clark. <gasps> he's, got, he's got something. Oh, my God. Clark. I'm going to do a faster version than what I planned. Okay. So when I came back to DC it was like a week and a half ago our friend Nikki was uh, was trying to plan things with her she's like I've got a few dates and I was like wait dates are a thing? <laughs> and that's Clark's side and <laughs> so I decided I was going to go on Tinder and I forgot how just dumb it is at the same time I just swipe so much left because I just don't care and I have all these rules which is like the first picture can't be shirtless you can't be a cat lover. The first picture oh. can't be a selfie. More than half of them can't be shirtless or selfie. Yeah, you don't, yeah. The first one better not have a group, especially with like two hotter guys in it. Wait, why can't it be a selfie? Why can't it be it a looks, group? It, because there's I'm, two. I'm hotter, kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm can't kidding. be a selfie because it, it's too um, egotistic. Yeah. yeah. And no one that does a podcast. It's the only way I look good in photos. Yeah. Anyway, so I was thinking of. Um, Characters that we've dealt with in the last year and a half okay. over, like, what what number one, what would their front page be or oh, their first, first picture, picture be? And would you swipe left or right? Mm, so I'll start right. off with the uh, Red Guardian from Black Widow. Oh, my God. Uh, shirtless, because he's got to show off his tats uh-huh. and his bod. Yeah. Uh, it's a mask. Yeah, it's his family, man. It's, yeah. it's a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a very old picture that has the date on the bottom. And oh, like, yeah. This is outdated, and Not, you swipe the, the fuck 1980s, left. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And you're like, you don't look like that. Interests right. include vodka and Don McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he probably would use a photo of him and, uh, what's her face, Melina, or whatever that, like, Melina. Because it's like, you would just, he would be so stupid, he'd be like, yeah, this is a photo of me and my ex-wife. Oh, no, not looking for a third. Now yeah. I'm thinking of a um, Mortal Kombat Melina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. awesome. Uh, her head, his bare, 
comma, friend of bear. <laughs> um, left or right? Would you swipe? Uh, I'd probably swipe right. Which, yeah, which I would definitely swipe. Bad one. Left is bad. Left. I would swipe right for sure. All right. Half and half. That's daddies. good. All right. Um, this is not from something we've talked about yet, but Mr. Nimbus from the first episode of this season of Rick and Morty. He's the oh, uh, so fake, fake name. He's or, coming out of a shower where the towel saying my husband took a photo of me. <laughs> I mean, as close as he can get to pure pornography as his picture. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, like you're going to see like yeah. one pube hair. One pube okay. hair coming out. Like, They're going to say he's like a sticker over his anus. Can you do a gif of his crotch just swinging in the wind? I think you can. You yeah. can do video on Tinder, I Well, think. yeah, but no, he'll have, like, a full naked shot, a little eggplant covered up, a little smiley face on the butt or something yeah. like that. And I would swipe right. And you <laughs> don't have so to swipe right. <laughs> yeah, but the t- trick is you don't have to do it because he's already messaged you. Yeah. 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 It says he's bisexual well, because he's into the land antsy. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes turf they turf, say yeah. just message me on Instagram. So <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah. exactly yeah. it. All it would be would be, like, a just, yeah, follow me, do this. And he has, like, 1.4 billion yeah, followers yes, yes, he's the whole sea people though. yeah <laughs> he's the namor that plays C-Man. more yeah all right from wonder woman 1984 maxwell lord swipe what kind left. of mess would that be swipe left oh my god tons of 80s like like sitting at a desk with his like thumbs up glamour shots yes i'll yeah. make all your wishes come true yeah I, I really want the line to be i'm kind of a messed up loser guy entrepreneurial businessman still making it in the world ready to hit their new next single dad it says he's not a father like he's oh i'm just a guy i'm a straight bachelor <laughs> Straight bachelor. All right, so we're all left on that, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. All right, Omni Man from Invincible. Ooh. Okay, Adam, uh, calm down. Your erection is like making this table. I would wobbly. super like. I would swipe up. <laughs> uh, not a fan of public transportation. <laughs> no, he really likes public transportation. He's holding a fish in his first picture because he's like, I'm a dad. I'm a regular would, dad. Do you think he would be wearing uh, his uniform, or he would? That would be like a photo you flip through. That's a third picture, not his first one. I think he's like just wearing a polo and like cargo shorts in the first one. All right, I got. We're all lefting. We're writing on that. One. Everyone's writing. Yes, I mean, literally choked me down. Yeah. Yeah. Crush my wind. Tiny yeah. Yeah. I got three more. Homelander from the boys. Uh, oh, definitely uh, laugh. I hate it. I think. I think he would. He would be the uh, selfie. Like he would tick as many of the boxes for you as possible. It's not just a selfie. It's the mirror picture of him. Oh, yes, yeah. eagle shot. Because he he would also because he's also being. It, they would create the Tinder profile with the marketing team. So oh, it would be fuck. like yeah, the world's be, worst fucking. It would be a got mick milk commercial. Yes. that he shot years ago. Oh my god! I think yes. it'd be littered with all of those like those internet references to like. Hitler, like he'd have the HH and stuff like that. He'd <laughs> have an American flag, and he's like, it's just a preference. <laughs> no God. He would have a as one of his uh, photos would be the Blue Lives Matter flag. Oh, uh, you're so right. Okay. All right, two more. Um, the artisan from Kill Lock. That's the like really smarty. Oh fuck yeah, that's good. No, it's him. It's him wearing a robe, like drinking like a nice scotch or like some kind of a whiskey drink. He's definitely forcing one of the other robots to take a photo of him. Correct. He's sitting on top of a, thir- a second one. Yes, there's a pile of dead robot bodies yeah, yeah. I'd give it a shot. It's You're swiping a right on I'll that? I'll still go. All right. Yeah. Go. I'm gonna but he's there. photoshopped his head onto like the Titan's body or whatever yeah. the, the giant one was called. The Wraith? The Wraith. The Wraith. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do think that's like one of the, like if it was a kind of grinder hookup, that's the one you feel like, this is sketchy, but it might be really good. But yeah. it might die, but it I might mean, be yeah. really good. Oh, yeah. totally, yeah. yeah. All right, the last one is 
probably a much nicer one than most of the ones I just went through. Alucard from Castlevania. Oh, uh, it's him. I mean, Adam would have swiped right, yes, but how he's gone. I would right. I would swipe yeah. right on Alucard. I think uh, Sifa would make his profile. Sifa would make his profile, and like she's like staging all the shots, uh, and it's like it's all. That's what we're gonna get. Um, but it's it's all him looking very despondent, mm-hmm. and like he's got like one sentence in his profile. He, Leave me alone. Is he staring off in the middle distance? Yes. Yeah, just like it came from a, like a painting. Yeah, fresh, fresh out of a thruple. Yeah, fresh out of a thruple. <laughs> and he's got a Spotify link to one of his songs, and it's some like real goth, like you know, emo shit. Oh, totally. Yeah. And that's all I got. That's Clark Scott something. Pow! That's good. I yeah. enjoyed that. All right, let's go to our mailbag mail fag. Uh, it's a real drag. Question. Uh, this one's from Edward. Uh, who would win in a fist fight, Dazzler or Cat's Eye? I'll let right. y'all do it. Okay, so it depends on whether their powers are involved. If it's just a straight up fist fight, Cat's Eye would win because. Her abilities are absolutely just this is like giant fists. Yeah, so and also be able to just fuck shit up. And also, maybe depending on how much alcohol Dazzler has consumed, oh, shit, either yeah. way, she might cat's eye might still win. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, if it's powers involved, then Dazzler's going to clearly just oh, straight up blind her and blow her fucking hair off. Yeah. yeah, give her a blow. So off. the answer. So, so who wrote yeah. that? Edward. Edward. Oh, good thank old you, Edward. Well, thank you for that question, Edward. We had two answers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, yes. Uh, that's been our episode. Uh, it happened. You can't unring that episode. Uh, we've been Homo Superior, uh, where we don't answer any of your questions. Correct. Fuck you, listener. That's what Clark says. <laughs> I didn't say that. I was, that was you, you were thinking that. that. All right, that's your thought. We are, still, we are still taking suggestions for what to call our audience members. Shit dicks is still at the top of the list. <laughs> no, <laughs> along with uh, little homos. Little homos. Little homos. Little superiors. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.